Hello, and welcome to Down to Earth. My name's Jo, and this is my podcast. Podcast two of the new, as I hardly feel it's right to call it a season, but of the second go-round. So here we are, second one. What have I been thinking about? I have been thinking about how we women really want to be in touch with our wild, with our wildness. I think we see others doing it and we want it too. I know I do. I see a woman with fire in her eyes and I want it. I'm so happy for her and I want it for me. Coming to the end of this season, ugh, my fire, where is my fire? I think we can feel just too shy and too self-conscious. We can be inhibited by our community, our culture, or our conditioning. And we enjoy convenience. Am I going for the letter C this this time? It was P last time, maybe it's C. Um, Yeah, we enjoy the convenience. It's comfortable, there we go again. And familiar, and we appreciate the privilege of these things. We enjoy our modern life and all its benefits. We don't necessarily want to go and live off grid with a composting toilet and no heating. Wandering barefoot around the woods can be lovely. But personally, I've been wearing Aldi fleece-lined socks since last September. I don't know about you. I can't show up at my GP appointment covered in leaves and mud or they'll take my kid off me. The gym is not the place for twig antlers. You can't carry the shopping in if your arms are full of flowers and fungus. I know I'm being reductive and silly, but you know what I mean. Obviously, being in touch with our wild doesn't mean dressing up. It means, for me at least, having a foot in that flow of energy that comes from this earth, the sun and the moon. And we can do that. We can be wild in moments. Maybe we can't spend whole days deep in our wild self physically, but we can have moments when it comes to the surface, when we can adorn ourselves with the things that make us feel wild, be that paint jewellery, clothing, dirt, whatever. And we can carry that fire inside us wherever we are and whatever we look like. That feels like something I can expand into. I came across the language of contraction and expansion recently as a description of, I guess, a mood or a state of being energetically. And I feel like I've been in contraction for sure and I long for that open expansion. I think for me that feels like sunshine and it feels like warmth and relaxing and being outdoors and just being part of everything again, not just shut up and wrapped up and so tired of it. We do both, of course. We contract and expand. We breathe in and out. We stretch and curl. We ebb and flow. We're cyclic, all humans, not just women. It's entirely natural and wild to move from one to another, just like day and night. And I've always found that trying to force that natural flow between those states only results in massive kickback. I think we can use energy work and other practices to keep that movement going so that we don't stagnate in either situation, but keep a natural rhythm of to and fro. Patient, gentle, sustained intention maybe, is the best way to do it. I think 
when we're in our contraction and expansion flow, to keep it moving, we have to steer clear of guilt, steer clear of comparison because they just block everything up. My big one is time scarcity. I'm 56, I have to hurry. I don't. <laughs> I really don't. Life isn't linear. I'm not going A to Z. I'm dancing around with all the letters and sometimes Z to A is good. Which brings me to some backwards motion. Now, I'm not sure what I think about Mercury retrograde. I can't even say it for a start. Retrograde. I come and go on astrology. Like most things, I tend to take what has meaning for me and I leave the rest. And I certainly don't buy the everybody's car's going to break down and you can't rely on any arrangement scenario. But I am intrigued by the far wiser advice that a Merc Retro will bring you face to face with information you need to revisit. And not always in a comfortable way. I read that the last phase of a Mercury retrograde, <laughs> can we talk about something else, please, is where you can be given a real switcheroo back to something important that you've missed or dropped. And here's your chance to pick it up. Have you noticed this? This happened to you this time? It did to me. Firstly, I found a lost earring that I thought was long gone. Seriously long gone. And I was heartbroken because I bought them in Australia last time we were there. And I wear them all the time. Found it under the bathroom mat. Because <laughs> I am Mrs. Houseproud. Anyway, I'm not going to say how long. I'm not going to say how long it's been there. I think it was just got caught on the mat when I shook it out. Okay. It's been there a while. Bathroom spotless. Anyway, hurrah for that. Hurrah for lost earrings. And then secondly, as I feel around inside for that fire that I'm longing for, but I'm trying, I'm just trying to do that gentle, patient movement. And I find myself pulled back to healing as a practice. When I decided that a professional version with Reiki was not right for me, I dropped the ball completely. I totally threw the baby out with the bathwater. But here's the thing. I can do it. Energy work, that is. I think we can all do it once we remember or are taught how, and I've been doing it for a long time. I can sense energy. I know what it is and how it feels. I've some understanding of what's going on, what's happening. And I've been thinking, well, doesn't that mean I should just get on and do it? I don't mean should in a prescriptive no choice way. I mean, this is what I can do. So maybe I should just get on and do it instead of circling it like a lost soul. It feels like the way that I came to adoption. When I decided I wanted to be a mother, I was single and happy that way. So it was either donor or adoption. And I didn't like the idea of donor for me, which left adoption. And I thought it through for a really long time. And every factor that can put people off didn't put me off. I simply didn't have any attachment to biological motherhood at all, which made me think, oh, I think that kind of means that I have to. I'm made for this. Others aren't, and I've no issue with that, but I am. And not doing it would be a bit like being able to paint like Michelangelo, but choosing never to pick up a paintbrush because my hands might get messy. There are kids out there who need people like me. And as it turned out, I did it. We did it. Five years later, 
because adoption can be slow and I usually have no patience. So that is telling in and of itself that I stuck with it day in, day out. I literally ticked off the days for those years and it has been the greatest gift of my life. I was made for this and I think we can be made for a few things. I feel that maybe working with energy somehow is another one of mine because it feels exactly the same. I've got that, oh, oh, well, I better just start then. The stumbling blocks I found before are still there, though, let's be real. My approach was maybe off the mark. I look at it and I need to look at it in a different way. I'm thinking perhaps what I need to do is just dive into the subject and fully let my inner nerd loose because that's what I love to do. Just immerse myself in it and maybe share some of what I find. I get messages from people all the time saying things like, oh, that quote you shared was perfect for me right now and really helped, or what you said last time on your podcast, that's me too, thank you. And I think Russell Brand is right. The world's fucked, but we each have an ability to help someone. Even one person for one day in a small way is a big deal and it matters. In the past, I've been a fixer instead of a healer. That old shadow side again. I have had multiple relationships end in heartbreak because I was magnetically drawn to a broken man and I fixed him amid my Olympic standard codependency only to have newly refurbed him disappear with some other woman who'd never seen him in pieces. There, it happened way too many times. So even though I've always carried the urge to help and to heal, I got it all twisted and it hurt me. Fixing someone, giving them every bit of magic I could muster until they felt better, only ever meant abandonment and betrayal. Of course, my run of bad luck broke. I learned some things. I stood some ground. That dynamic does not and never has existed in my little family of three. But I see those ghosts sometimes. Do you have ghosts like these or in other ghoulish shapes? So I'm going to relax into this exploration, I think. I might give that a try. That unusual patience is still available. I want to learn more. Not in an e-coursey, training-y way, because for a start, that's very difficult to come by. And also, I've done the training. I've got what I need to do it professionally, if I ever get that way. But I might not. I might just decide to explore it. I want to feel more and do more. I want to see beyond the existing models, which is another thing I've always had a knack for. I tend to do things my own way in the end, and that always works out better for me. Just see what happens. My dad enters his 86th year next week, and I plan to at least match him, which gives me 30 years to build 86-year-old me. 30 freaking years! So I reckon I can afford to take it slow and do it right this time because my version of wild is made for it and it lights my fire. I hope you're in touch with a little bit of fire this week. Show yourself some love. Feel your power. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you back here next time. Bye-bye.